0: Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members, and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Lily. Hi, everyone. I'm Lily, Compulsive Overeater, Bulimic Restrictor. Hi, Lily. Good to be here. Um, I was sitting over here, like, just, like, tearing up. I don't know. This is my first time leading this meeting, and I just feel like an immense, <laughs> didn't think it would be a, that kind of meaning, so much gratitude for this program. Um, this program changed my life, um, and I work this program every single day, imperfectly. I can stop crying now so I can get to the story. Um, thank you, Vita, for asking me to lead. It's an honor. Um, and um, this was a home meeting of mine, and I come here um, as often as I can, usually every week. And everybody in here, just thank you for being here. and Welcome to um, our visitor and the newcomers. You're in the right place. Um, um, yeah, I came here, I think... In 2012, maybe 11, um, it was a very blurry time for me. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, what it was like, what happened, what it's what it like now. Let's do that. Um, so I, uh, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, and um, I had a pretty normal childhood. My parents were very um, Loving and supportive, I had a good family, um, was the youngest of three, Um, and I I remember as a kid, like, loving food, um, eating a lot, like, racing home to get the big bowl of Cheerios, or, like, asking my mom to have, like, freshly baked cookies waiting for me when I got home, which she did, thank you, Mom. (laughs) um, But I never had um, an issue with it. I was very active. Um, I knew from a young age what I wanted to do um, Mm. when I got older. And I think that instilled a lot of perfectionism in me. I was like, okay, um, I'm going to be this when I'm older, so I need to live the life of that person growing up. Like, let me, um, I I don't know what that looked like, but I thought I had to be somebody. And Mm. um, so that when I was older, I was. That you know that that uh, person with that career, and um so I always i uh walked around with that in the back of my head, and it was um actually very egotistical i um I really did think I was better than a lot of people, um, I just remember like when I was younger, uh, if me and my friends went out, I would um, tell them they looked good if I thought they looked bad um, like, I would just always try and be the center of attention, like, if their eye makeup was messed up, I'd just be like, look at me, you know, like, I was just self-centered, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the prettiest, thinnest, smartest, most amazing person in the room at all times, and that was the disease, Um, it didn't show up in until later, Um, but, um, and I, I do remember being in in choir class, and every time it hit a certain number, like eleven, eleven or three, thirty-three, I would pray to be skinny. And um, I was, I was a, a normal, thin, active high schooler. Um, yeah. So just I, I, I do, I did always have that thinking, um, and it says in the big book, and you know, I've learned from being in this program. It's, it's that thinking. That me, 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 what can I get out of it that uh, keeps me in the disease? So um, I graduated high school, you know, uh, had a a great time growing up. I hung out with a lot of older people. I didn't really go to high school. I was like, I'm too good for high school. Let me hang out with college kids. So I did that, and I, I was in relationships with college guys. I was going to parties. I was... Um, I had two older brothers that kind of paved the way, and um, I did all of that. And um, I remember um, I hurt I some people along the way, um, friendships. I had two really close friends in high school who we don't really talk anymore. One, we don't talk any other some, sometimes, and um, just because I was always putting – the boyfriend or the guy I liked first, and I would say, Oh, like I would lie to them and say I was doing this, but you know, really um, hanging out with this person and, and was just pushing them to the back seat, um, which is another issue, too. But I, um, I, 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 I do, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, um, I started hanging out with this guy who, um, I met my boyfriend was roommates with him in uh in college, and I ended up going with the roommate and um <laughs> yeah did not look pretty and um i uh it was a really unhealthy relationship i uh um was you know uh drinking smoking eating. All the time, and just um he lived a very luxurious lifestyle, and I loved it, so i uh i i uh just um, kind of lived this fantasy with this person and um I remember his friend making a comment to him that I was gaining weight, and that was the first time that I was like, "Oh my god, like I'm." I'm, I, I need to do something about this. Like, this is a problem. I can't have people thinking I'm gaining weight and this guy I like not liking me and him liking other people. Like, I, that's not allowed. I need to be the best, the skinniest, the most amazing person in the room. So, I, um, I heard that and I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I continued this relationship. It fizzled out. Um, and, I decided to move to Los Angeles when, um, right after graduating high school, I was 18, and I came out here to pursue my career, and um, that's really when the eating disorder took off, the compulsive overeating, the bulimia, the restricting, um, I'll get into everything else, Um, and because I, I, I remember seeing... I was at a, uh, I was probably 18. I was at a nightclub and I saw a blonde, tan, skinny girl dancing on a bar and I just, I could not stop eating. I was getting heavier and I was really uncomfortable and I was, trying to like eat salmon and asparagus for every meal um and you know or nothing at all and I was like I need to look like that if I'm going to make it in my career and I need to look like that if people are going to like me here so that was like all right what are we going to do let's try everything so I like I said I had really I just tried dieting just like eating healthier and exercising um which I remember, like, me being like, but I want this. Like, this isn't working. Like, I don't want to eat this. And so I, I went out to dinner one night, um, and I, I took a, I was trying to fit in. I took, like, a Vicodin or something, and <laughs> I don't know why, some drug. <laughs> like, yes, give it to me. Let's do this. And I, we went out for sushi. <laughs> and I came home, and I was so I was sick to my stomach, and I, and I threw up. And I just thought to myself, like, "Oh, I didn't eat dinner like sweet and um, <laughs> um and that's what started the uh bulimia, and I never thought about doing that before, but um yeah it it planted that seed, so um." I got into, let's see here, like, I was just really trying to fit in here, I really wanted to be this person I envisioned growing up, I wanted to get that, you know, career, and make it work, and be thriving, and be that, you know, person, and, um, I, I, um, I was really lost. I mean, I came out here when I was 18. I I just didn't know. I was so um, lost and broken, and um, I I turned to the food. Um, I remember I had roommates. Um, I would sneak into the, like, late at night, I would go into their cabinet and eat all their cereal and peanut butter and um, then have to go out and replace it. I would go to the 7-Eleven down the street and... Sometimes I would be like, I'm normal, like let's look normal and bring like three donuts up and like sit and watch TV and shovel the donuts and like be like, I'm normal, I'm having three donuts, like it's one of those nights. And then other times I would go and get a uh, some food and um, sit in my car, which this happened a lot. I would park out like probably like a block away from my house and I would just look at my apartment and eat and eat and eat in the car. Um, and I... Like what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I cannot stop eating, um, and I I um I remember calling my mom and at one point and being like I have a dozen donuts in my car and I'm going to finish them and I don't know what to do and she was like can I just throw them away? <laughs> and like I can't I can't I got angry and I was very angry. And I was like, you don't understand. I just was so angry about my body and how I looked, and I was just in a very dark, dark place. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I think I, I don't know what happened. Um, but um, you know, it wasn't. It was every day. It got worse and, and worse, as, as they say in the big book, it, uh, it's a progressive disease. And I think they say it on the web or they just say that here. They say it. Um. And it got worse and worse. Um. I would, um. I would go from Whole Foods to Seven Eleven to Target to wherever, and just um, get my fix. I would. Um, I was working at a nightclub when I was eighteen, and I would. Um, I would work from, like, 10 to 4 in the morning, and meanwhile, just, like, obsessing about every girl's body, like, are her thighs bigger than mine, or her arms skinnier than mine, like, body checking, body checking, and, and it was just insane, like, I just thought about food and body and when I was going to eat all the time, and um, I uh, I, would, I was um, um, taking fentramine at the time. I was getting that pers- uh, I was not prescribed, um, I, I knew a doctor at the time who um, gave me Uh and just gave it to me whenever I wanted. And I would hoard it because I knew if I wasn't on the centramine I was going to gain weight and I was going to start eating again. Um, so I would take that and then I, I got very skinny and I felt very good. And very, you know, I could go to the party and feel good about myself, and I didn't have to obsess because I knew I was the skinniest, you know, like just insanity, real, really insanity. And um, um, I would just after, after working till like four in the morning, I would stop and I would get, I would go to the gas station and get like Twix bars and all these candy bars and just eat it and go to bed and wake up being like, oh, where's my fentanyl? Let's do this again. Um I remember being in New York and I lost I lost a pill and I called that person and I was like you need to prescribe it to this CVS in New York City I don't have this one pill. I don't have this one pill and if I don't have this one pill I'm I'm I I don't know what to do. And um everywhere I went I just ate um my brother had a graduation. He, he went to culinary school. That was a field day for me. Um, I, I, the graduation was literally like, hi, welcome. Like, there's food everywhere. Eat whatever you want. And um, so I just would sit and I'd get up and have some and then be obsessing about if people were watching me and could I, you know, I was obsessed. But I knew at the time that I could eat as much as I want because I was going to come home and get light And I found somebody to uh, help me out with that, and I came home, and um, from that trip, after binging my way through it, um, just hating myself, I came home, and I got that surgery, I was completely alone, um, and I woke up towards the end of the surgery, which was super painful, and um, it was just like, this is the length I will go to be skinny. And, um, because for some reason that was, um, that was the solution that was going to make me happy. If only I looked a certain way, you know, everything, everything would happen. I'd get the career, I'd get the guy, I'd be happy. Um, so it, it, it got pretty dark. I went to London with somebody I didn't really know. Um, I ate, uh, egg white, egg whites and uh, spinach on the plane on the way there. And when I got there, I continued to eat very restrictively. And on the way back, I was binging and purging on the plane. Um, there was a bread basket in the back, you know, 14-hour flight. They have food just stocked up on the plane. And I was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, so um, there were times that I thought I could get this under control. And then it was always followed by binging, purging, diet pills, laxatives, I would spend hours in the gym, um, two days, you know, like, let me, and I, um, I got really into it, and there was a day where I uh, tried to go to the gym, and I started crying outside of it, and couldn't go in, and I missed a, like, training session or something, um, I was just beat down, um, so... It got, um, it got really, really dark, isolating. Um, I was thinking about checking into a, um, like a facility for eating disorders, but I was risking my career if I did that. So, um, and at this point, I had woken up and just went straight to the store and gotten muffins. And I was like, I'm literally waking up and binging. I don't don't know how I'm going to, um, I don't know how I'm going to survive, I'm, I'm, I just have a terrible relationship with food, and it's never going to get better, and this is just the way I am, and um, and I had been coming, so I, I came into the rooms, I think, in 2011, and I thought you guys were so, like, lame and weird, <laughs> and I... I was like, "You guys believe in God? You do? You do work? Like you have to spend time outside of the rooms?" Like I was like, "Absolutely not," um, because I wanted everything handed to me. I wanted to work zero, um, you know, and um, I had more eating and dieting and all that stuff to do. So I went back out, and I came back in 2012, super desperate. Um, I was like, just somebody show me what to do. So I got a sponsor. I got, I had a couple, I picked like the prettiest person in the room and I was like, be my sponsor. (laughs) And she, she ended up leaving. Um, she like disappeared. I think she, um, I don't know what happened. Um, and eventually, uh, I don't, I, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but I, um, I just kept coming to meetings I would I would get people's number, and I would just be like, just tell me what you do. Give me the, like, ingredient. Like, wh- like tell me, and I'll do it, because I can't live like this anymore. And there was not one thing to do, you know? Just one thing. Um, and um, so I kept coming back, and someone was like, just ask for a sponsor. So I, I came into this room, and um, uh, a man was like, here, um... She sponsors. She's great. Uh, Martha, hi. And, um, and so um, I was like, well, okay. And so she, she started sponsoring me, and she works a really um, vigorous, honest um, program. Um, and I was like, you know, all right, whatever. I'm willing to go to whatever lengths because this is not working anymore. I, um. So, I started working the steps with her. I told her, I remember, outside of this meeting, being like, I'm not bulimic. I just throw up if, like, I have to. You know, like, I, if I eat too much, if I eat too much, I have to make myself throw up because, like, you know. So, it happens once in a while, but it's been getting worse lately. And she's like, no, you're bulimic. And I was like, oh, okay. So, I started identifying as a bulimic, which is really scary. Um and um yeah things started to get better um i don't exactly remember but they actually probably got worse before they got better i shouldn't say that i started um eating and having to sit with it yeah yeah that's what happened i had it i had to eat and sit with things and i had to feel my feelings and i was uh, that's been 10 minutes. We have 10 minutes left. Oh, my God. we have been talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I started working this program. It got – it was hard because I gained, I, I, um, I gained some weight. And that, to me, was unacceptable. And I would not let that happen. But I remember laying on my couch one night and being like, if I could just accept this, maybe things could get better. And so I just, I remember that being a really pivotal point for me because one day at a time, I just started to accept my body and work the program. I came to meetings. I came early, you know, did service commitments, um, um, called three people a day, got a, obviously a sponsor, worked the steps, um, all of that stuff that the, the program um you know, we do in the program, and, um, I can just say that, you know, in a program, everything, I, I have been taken care of, no matter how bad it gets, Uh, my recovery is so imperfect, I, my abstinence, bottom line, is no binging, um, or, I'm sorry, no purging, and, um, I have binged a lot in abstinence, and I, um, It'll be five years in July, um, and recently, you know, I've um, I've struggled, and um, last week even was a really big struggle for me. Um, I've been picking up alcoholic foods again, and um, I, I I wrote about it. I called people with experience, strength, and hope in the program. And my, you know, I went back to basics, and guess what? I feel great. My food is cleaned up. I'm not craving any of my alcoholic foods, and it's that's that's a miracle. And so when I have a bad day in program, like a messy food day, or you know things aren't going my way, I just I the tools they work, and relying on my higher power, of praying, I get a, um, a lot of. Um, messages via my higher power through you guys, like my sisters in this program. I text, I bookend my meals most of the time. I I send a gratitude list to girls in this program every morning. Um, I um, I get honest. I don't keep anything a secret anymore. If I'm having a tough time with my boyfriend, with work, with I, I have to get honest about it because if I'm if, if I'm not, it can turn up. It could show up on my plate. So um, that being said, um, you know, I, I, have a, I have a huge life today. Um, I have a healthy relationship with a man I've been, in, or been, in, been with for uh, almost like four years. Um, I'm pursuing that career, and I've never felt better about it. I feel like I've found my authentic, true voice in that, which is amazing. Um, because this program taught me to be imperfect, it taught me how to be myself, um, which I still struggle with you know but um it, it it's given me such a life. Um, I have an amazing job too um, i my financials are good, which was something I used to really struggle with um, so amazing things happen in this program. People always say like, you know, a food is just a little bit of it. Food is food for me. Is, it's, it's a big part of it. it. I mean, it took me from out of such a such a dark place. But there are is, there's so much more to get from this program, and I am a completely different person because of this program. And it's because it's from showing up every day. It's from taking contrary action even when I don't want to do something. It's pretending that there's a higher power that's got me. It's pretending I feel good in my skin when I don't. It's, pre- you know, acting as if, that's what we call it, like acting as if I am taken care of. Um, and I get through it with all of you. I don't do it alone, and I'm so grateful this is a WE program. Um, so um, I think I'll open it up for questions. Okay. <laughs> Um what are the fundamentals that I work of my program when things get rough? Is that it? Um, what do I never negotiate on? Um, being dishonest. Um, not not i I don't ever you know for I don't ever think of not ever doing something because that's it's very black and white for me, so i but i I have learned in this program that if I talk about it, if I get honest with somebody immediately, if I go to a meeting, if I text somebody what what's happening, like that I do that all the time, and I write letters to God, and um um yeah. That's, that's what I do, like, no matter what, um, tell people in the program, talk to people, you yeah. How has your program influenced your relationship with your boyfriend? How has my program influenced my relationship with my boyfriend? Um, I take accountability, I apologize, I, um, admit when I'm wrong, I, um, Not all the time, but I eventually do. I'm I'm pretty good at it now. But um, we, you know, if I didn't have program, I would probably be looking elsewhere. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I have a lot of insecurities, jealousy, fear. And because of this program, I know that that is all in my head. Like, I know that is... F-E-A-R, fear, or, or false evidence appearing real. Like, I will tell my head anything. And being in a relationship has really brought that out. It's, And I, I still, I'm working on that, actually, right now. Um, because my um, my head tells me the worst things. And he is an amazing, amazing, amazing boyfriend. And there's, yeah, I have this head that tells me I'm not enough. There's not enough. Um lies. So. What's your um, daily spiritual practice look like? What's my daily spiritual practice look like? Um, I wake up in the morning and I read from three daily books, uh, For Today, um, uh, Voices of Recovery, and then an, uh, another 12-step program, a daily reader, and um, I pray usually in the car on my way to work, I talk to God, usually uh, serenity prayer, third step prayer, seventh step prayer, set aside prayer, and then just like help me, recently it's helped me, um, help me to be, help me to eat soberly, you know, show me where I can focus my attention and how I can be of service to other people, um, so um, something like that, and um Gratitude list. So. I send in my food every night and AEIOU, so I do a fourth step every night too. When um, you said, like, last people that it was getting really hard, like, going towards alcoholic food. looking back on it, can you pinpoint what triggered that? Um, when I was talking about last week being really hard and picking up alcoholic foods, can I see what triggered that? Um, week, I mean, I oh, in general, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I If I stay too long up in here, um, eventually I fall into self-pity. What am I doing? What's going on? You know, like, just the voices, um, and, like, my, my boss hate me, you know, all these crazy thoughts that are, are not happening, um, and so that usually, if I stay in that, um, it'll show up in my food, and, um, so, yeah, I, like I said, I try and write about it and get honest, and, um. Yeah, and, and even today, like, I, I, I do writing on why it happened, but I remind myself, I'm a compulsive overeater, like, I'll find any excuse to eat, um, and I'll negotiate in my head what that, you know, like, oh, this, is this, this, I can have this, this, you know, and, and then, um, it leads to other things, so, uh not really um with work um i'll wrap up i do like i have cut down on meetings a little bit but i got back up this week that's for sure um and it, it really works that's what i mean by back to basics hit more meetings all of that so i think that's my time so thank you so much.